Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. We are still in our series called End Time Prophecy According to the New Testament, and we are currently focused on uh, going through the Gospels of Jesus Christ. Uh, we are actually going through Matthew 24, looking at Mark 13, then bouncing right into Luke 17 and Luke 21. My friends, I prayed for this uh, series for a while, and I said, Lord God, I love talking about eschatology, end-time prophecy. Uh, most people do not feel comfortable opening up the book of Revelations to interpret it, but if we just focus in on what Jesus said, what happened in the last days, because Jesus is the Logos, he's the living word, his word is true, and so everything that Jesus said uh, will happen, will happen. Everything that is about to happen, that is still yet to come, will happen. And so starting into the Gospels and, and just really looking at what Jesus is saying, then we can say, wow, Peter did a great job. Uh, Paul definitely does a great job. So does Jude and then John the Revelator. Uh, powerful New Testament scriptures that cover the end times and what we should expect. Now, today, I'm going to be reading uh, from Mark 13, and it really is repeating itself a little bit similar to the opening of Matthew 24, when the apostles are looking at all the great buildings in their day, they're looking at this beautiful temple, you know, this is Solomon's temple, and it's really impressive, and, you know, it was rebuilt, you know, it wasn't destroyed yet, that Jesus is telling them it's going to be, it was destroyed, but it, it was rebuilt, okay, so it was rebuilt, so it was destroyed, it was burned down by the Babylonians, um, but the thing here is that Jesus is saying, okay, this is a rebuilt temple, uh, it had some modifications done to it, even in Jeremiah's time as well. So we got to think about what, what they're really looking at. And you're going, wow, you know, for Solomon's first temple, then it was burned down by the Babylonians. And you go, wow. And it had some refurbishing and it had some updates to it. Okay. But it still was the design of the temple. And so they're looking at this. And then Jesus, you know, says, hey, let me tell you what's about to happen. This is going to be destroyed. This is going to be destroyed and guess what? Not one stone's going to be left. Wow. Then he takes them on another uh, tour back to the garden. And they say, hey, let me ask you some questions there, Jesus. When will be the sign of your, you know, these things and the sign of your coming? I mean, you came once. You were born in a vir you know, born of a virgin in a manger. I get that. You, you're truly the son of God. Uh, you're going to come back again. You said you're going to die and rise from the you know, grave and come back. Uh, but when is this temple going to be destroyed? What's going to happen in the end times? And Jesus lays it all out. You see, my friends, sometimes when we read the Bible, this is what really happens. We read the Bible, and because we're not experiencing what's going on from the biblical writings, uh, it's foretold. It's futuristic. And sometimes we have to really look at how the scriptures do come to life. I mean, it talked for many, many, many moons, many years, prophesied through Isaiah that Jesus was going to be born of a virgin. It talks about that. You know, Jesus, you know, was born of a virgin. Okay, yes. But the whole point here is those prophets of the Old Testament foretold Jesus coming. Thousands of years. And then Jesus was born. Now, Jesus is talking about Here's going to be the end times. 
which is going to be probably as you know when you're looking at how he's sharing this information the apostles are thinking like when like next week next year five years from now lord jesus <laughs> yeah. wow and so jesus you know says no oh, this is going to happen down the road now of course the temple was destroyed again uh, titus of rome in ad 70 or 70 AD, whatever how you want to pronounce it, you know, the time frame, AD 70, 70 AD. Watch well, where I'm going with this. Okay, maybe that was 20 years down the road. But the whole point is, all the events that Jesus said is going to happen, in stages, it did happen. And that's one of the things I love about the Gospels, especially in red when Jesus is, is speaking. Now, you can literally, literally see that we are living in the end times today. But this was written over 2,000 years ago. So Jesus, just like in Matthew 24, when we look at Mark 13, he, he literally is saying the same things over again. Now, he covers some things. You know, the pen of Mark is kind of like, you know, he was like a, a disciple, not the official apostle, but he's a, you know, disciple. And that makes it okay. You know, you know, you learn from, you know, Peter and all them. But you got to remember, it's still Jesus' words. It's still Jesus talking, my friends. We don't need to complicate it. I mean, when we get into Luke, I mean, you know, Luke was a doctor. So he's very succinct as well. But wow, the words are still the same. You know, you got 10 people listening to the same message. They're going to pen it differently, probably very accurately, but a little differently, the writing style and everything else. I want you to hear where I'm going with this. So when I look at the Gospels, uh, my favorite um, gospel to preach end times is Matthew 24, but I do like Mark 13, though. It is, it is good. Uh, Mark is, it's almost like it's a shorter narrative, but at the same time, it still speaks the truth, what Jesus said. And then Luke 17 and 21. Wow. Oh, I can't wait to get to that one. So my friends, thank you for tuning in and listening to our messages here on YouTube, on Galilee TV, following us on our podcast channels like Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, on our websites, sharingtheword.tv. My friends, just follow us, watch us. We're, we're out there. And I just want to thank you for all your support. So let's get into Mark 13. I'm going to put my reading glasses on. And uh, we had a call today. Uh, we had a call from one of our listeners out of Los Angeles. And they, and they want to be part of the ministry. And I'm like, well, we're actually on TV and audio, video, uh, media format. We don't actually have a church anymore. We had a church. Uh, we still have a church building. We have a building that uh, we just don't hold services anymore because we're doing this. So if you're interested in supporting our ministry by volunteering, I'm just going to plug that in right now. Uh, you know, we always can need need help with marketing and promotion. So if you have those things, maybe website uh, website management as well. I got a great webmaster as well. But anything you can offer, hey, we receive it. And we even said to this beautiful uh, listener of our ministry, hey, whatever you think the Lord wants you to do, let us know. And she said, I'll, I'll be back with you. So thank you uh, for listening and supporting our ministry. All right, so let's get into uh, Mark 13. If you're reading, great. If you're following by uh, audio or listening by audio, please <laughs> listen. But if you're driving, Keep your hands on the wheels and look straight ahead. So Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple. We talked about that. He went up to the temple and his disciples said, Hey, teacher, uh, I'm kind of like paraphraser as we're getting through because of our time. 
uh, he says, what, um, he said, teacher, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. Now, you got to remember, like I said, there's some beautiful architect back in those days. Believe it or not, it really was. Uh, there's some remains of some of those uh, temple, uh, not temple, but uh, buildings there as well, like the Roman Colosseum. But Jesus answered said to him, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. And I, and I said this, Jesus, Jesus foretold that, you know, hey, this is going to be destroyed. The first time was Babylonians. Now it's going to be Rome. They're going to destroy this. And blame you guys for, you know, you Jewish people for doing you Christians. They're going to blame you guys for destroying the temple. He goes on and he says in verse 3, Now as, as he sat at the Mount of Olives, his favorite place, I have my favorite prayer places too, opposite the temple. Mount of Olives is very close to the temple. Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things will be fulfilled? And Jesus answered them, began to say. Now, here's the thing that's important. Most of the time when you talk to Jesus, what I could see there, they ask three questions in a question. They just did. And I get that. We do it today. Jesus still is so smooth. I love my Lord. <laughs> He's just so cool. And he just dissected everything. And it was just beautifully how he laid out everything. And he says, you know, <clears throat> he goes in, he says, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am he, and will deceive many. But when you hear of wars and rumors of war, do not be troubled. For such things must happen, but the end is not yet. You know, you got to look at that for a second. Why did he say, the first thing he said was, many will come in my name. See, Jesus is already saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to be risen from the grave. And I won't be back until mm, down the road. <laughs> but many are going to come saying, I'm Christ. We, we hear it. We heard it today. Well, I'm not saying today, but you hear it on the news. You, you can read uh, Christian uh, journals, magazines. You can go to CBN, TBN, watch those things on their channels and hear about all these false messiahs saying they are the Christ. They are not. He's coming in the clouds of glory. You know, two men appeared in the heavens as Jesus was ascending according to Acts chapter 1. And they said, men of Galilee, why are you stare up and looking up in the sky? This same Jesus that went up this way is coming back in like manner. That's impressive. So get back to what he told you to do. Go, go, just get going. That's the key. He's coming in the clouds of glory. Now you can see that all through Revelations, especially when you get into chapter 19 and 20. But here's the point I'm making. Jesus said, don't be deceived. Now how can a Christian be deceived? If the Holy Ghost is in you. The Holy Ghost gives you the spirit of discernment. So don't be deceived. If you're reading the word, the Holy Spirit will bring to life what you need to know. Amen. So we're going to take a quick break. And I'm going to finish on that because this is very important. As we learn, as we learn that Jesus' words are true. And he said, many will come in his name. I'll be right back. Watch our new Sharing the Word series on End Times According to the New Testament with Dr. T.L. Driver. 
Listen as Dr. Driver pragmatically teaches through the New Testament scriptures on the end times. Walk through the scriptures with Dr. Driver as he discusses signs of the end times as described by Jesus in the Gospels. Learn more about the signs of the end times as outlined by Jesus himself in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. As we look around us today, we can see so many of the signs that Jesus warned us about. Wars and rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, and even the rise of false prophets, all of these are happening exactly as he predicted. No one knows the hour. Mark chapter 13 verse 32 says, But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. The statement is both perplexing and intriguing, as it raises numerous questions. Join Dr. Driver in learning how we can prepare for something we don't even know when it will happen. The Resurrection Body at the Trumpet Call Dive into the scriptures from Paul's letter to the Corinthians on the assurances of Jesus rising from the dead, his second return, and those in Christ will be raised with new spiritual bodies. Encouragement to hold steadfast to the day of the Lord's return. Receive encouragement to hold fast to the scriptures and know that God will always keep his promise of returning even though scoffers arise and deny God's promises. Don't miss out on this new exciting series. Subscribe today to stay up to date on all the latest messages. Welcome back. Hey, thank you again for listening. You know, as I said in the, before the break, I said, we're going to talk about why people get deceived. Now, this is important. If you are reading the Bible and you understand what's happening, you read the Gospels about the end times, you should never be deceived. You feel with the Holy Spirit, you should never be deceived. Pray for discernment. Pray for wisdom. Pray that you have the knowledge of God's word. So when you are put into a corner, you can look at that and say, no, the Lord of, you know, the heavens, uh, Jesus Christ, heaven's host. Oh my goodness. The Lord Jesus, Lord of heaven's army. Oh yes. Oh, well, he's inside me. Oh, the Holy Spirit's telling you, speak the following words. You don't need to be worried about what you're going to say because at that hour, the Holy Spirit is going to speak through you. But he said, test the spirits. Paul says, test the spirits. If they don't have the fruits of the Spirit, peace, love, joy, goodness, self-control, if they don't have the fruits of the Spirit, you know, you know them by their love. Okay? Real love, God's love. But many will be deceived. And the last sign of um, the end times before the Lord returns is apostasy. People are going to be deceived and walk away from the faith. But there's going to be all other things that are going to happen before that. Jesus just talked about that. And then he goes on and he says in verse 9, But watch out for yourselves, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and you will be what? Beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. But when they arrest you, 
and deliver you up. Do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak, but whatever is given to you at that hour, speak that, for this is not of your will, but the Holy Spirit who speaks through you. Oh, my friends, have you ever been put into a corner? I would say corner. And all of a sudden, you're, somebody shocks you. They're throwing questions about the Bible. They're pressuring you, peer pressure. Maybe they're trying to embarrass you in front of an audience. Trust the Holy Spirit to speak through you. If you read the word, the Holy Spirit just brings out what Jesus said, what Jesus did. The Holy Spirit, that's his mission. The Holy Spirit's mission is only to reveal what Jesus said and did. Amen. Look at the Gospel of John. It's very clear that's the Holy Spirit's mission to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. But it will speak through you. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we don't even know what to say in our prayers. Romans 8, my friends, don't panic. The Holy Ghost will give you words to say. And I've been through those situations. And I'm, I'm like, wow, <laughs> I could hear the Holy Spirit speak. And I'm like, well, how did I know that one? <laughs> it came out of John. It came out of, you know, Romans. It came out of Ezekiel, uh, Micah. It came out of Amos. I'm like, bop, 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 bop. The, the scriptures just flow out. It just flows out. That's the Holy Spirit working, my friends. Don't ever worry about what you're going to say in front of a king. Even Paul didn't even worry about it when he had to stand in front of King Agrippa and Bernice. Don't ever be afraid, my friends. Okay. Now we have a few minutes on this uh, episode of Mark 13 because I really want to take time diving into some more information because this is a good chapter. It's, it's just full of a lot of meat. I see a lot of meat like Matthew 24. But let me just say this. When he says we're going to be delivered up and they're going to kill you, they're going to hate you. He says they're going to hate you. But look at what he says in verse 13, uh, 12. Now brother will betray brother to death, father, his child, and children will rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Here's what I want to say in closing. Don't turn your back on the Lord. If you deny him before man, he would deny you before the Father. Endure hardship as a good soldier in Christ Jesus. Look at 1 Timothy. Titus talks about it as well. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be hated. You don't have to do anything wrong. And somebody's going to hate you because your, your Holy Spirit inside you, the Spirit of God inside you is going to irritate their demons, their evilness. They're going to irritate them because you're in the same room. That's, that's the sign that you are a Christian. Look at what 1 Peter says about that. I'd rather suffer for being a Christian than being evil. Amen? That proves that the mark of Christ is on you. So keep that in mind when you are dealing with the world. That's a sign that you're a believer, so embrace it. Count it all joy when you go through trials. James chapter 1. Oh, the Lord just flows. So you have to just embrace it, but endure it, because you will receive the crown of glory. Jesus suffered you will suffer. Embrace that, my friends, because if you endure and pass that test, oh, God's favor and blessings waiting for you in heaven. I want to thank you for watching and listening to Sharing the Word. Please listen to us on our podcast channel. Follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel under TLDM Evangelistic Media Network. Hit subscribe. Get notified on all the things that are coming up. I want to thank you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Please join me again on another episode of Sharing the Word.
Thank you.